The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by Point Park University. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Scoop Podcast. I am Sam Kassan, alongside Michelle Crecciolo, and our guest today is Penguins goaltender Matt Murray. So Matt Murray joined the Penguins back in 2012 when the Penguins drafted him in the third round of that draft, which, by the way, took place right here in Pittsburgh at PPG Paints Arena. Since then, Murray has just rewritten every record book there is for a goaltender in pretty much every level of competition. He started in the American Hockey League in the 2014-15 season. He set a league record shutout sequence of 304 minutes and 11 seconds. Murray went an entire calendar month without surrendering a goal. He also posted 12 shutouts to be named Rookie of the Year and Goaltender of the Year. He followed that up the next season by making the jump to the National Hockey League. And when Marc-Andre Fleury went down with an injury, the Penguins turned to the 21-year-old Murray to lead them in the playoffs. And all he did was take them to win a Stanley Cup title in 2016. Murray rung up 15 wins in that run, joining Patrick Waugh, Cam Ward, and Ron Hextel as the only four rookie goaltenders in NHL history to do so. And for an encore, he followed that up by helping the Penguins win back-to-back Stanley Cup championships, becoming the first team in two decades to accomplish the feat. He entered, though he didn't start the playoffs, he did enter during the Eastern Conference Final against Ottawa, finished off the Senators, and then finished off Nashville, winning games five and the clinching game six by posting shutouts in back-to-back games. Last season was a very trying one for Murray personally. His father, Jim, passed away tragically, and that's hard for anyone, especially for a guy just at 22 years of age. Murray opened up about that and a lot more in this podcast. And in fact, whenever we started doing the podcast, Murray was the first guest we really wanted to get because of how interesting of a guy he is off the ice. Some scheduling conflicts you know, didn't allow us to get him right away, but we finally were able to nail him down and got him right before a practice. So we sat down with him at UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex right before practice. Without any further ado, here is Penguins goaltender, Matt Murray. And we're very excited today. Because when we first got our podcast, the first guest we ever asked for was Penguins goaltender Matt Murray. And it took us a, a while to get here, but finally, thankfully, we finally got him on the show. So, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. I was the first one, eh? Yeah, you were a first, first request. Wow. I feel like you're the most interesting man in the world. That's why. I was, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm honored, man. <laughs> that means a lot coming from you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I don't know that many people, so. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but seriously, thank you so much for joining course, us yeah. uh, for this and... I'll let Michelle get right to it. I know she's got a she's rearing and ready to go with a bunch of questions to hit you with. So yeah, she has a really long sheet I of paper. <laughs> there, so. She she put in her homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you guys are on the road, this is what I did. Nice. I just had you know so much time to come up with some topics. But I think first of all, we wanted to ask you, Matt, just what you were up to during the bye week. Yeah, we uh, we went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, up in the mountains. So um, kind of a different sort of place. I I really didn't want to go to a beach mid-season. Because yeah. I feel like that would kind of throw me off a little bit. Um, so luckily my, my girl was down with going to the mountains instead. <laughs> so um, it was cool. There was lots of wildlife there and stuff. And we both love animals. And um, I highly recommend that for anybody who is looking for, you know, a bit of a unique uh, vacation spot. It was a really cool place. It's funny because it's probably like the third person. I've never even heard of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Know, and in, yeah. in the last month, three people have told me about it. Yeah. You being one of them, that, that's crazy that uh, it's like coming out of nowhere. Yeah, it's Sid like was s- there too. Sneak, yeah, sneaky uh, cool spot. Willie, uh, Wilson went. Um, it is. It's really cool. It's really unique uh, as long as you don't mind the cold weather. So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, obviously, growing up in Thunder Bay, I don't mind it. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Did you do any, like, hiking or too cold bit. for that? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Um, we did, like, uh, like a horse sleigh ride through the <laughs> snow, which was cool. Um, like Santa. Like Santa, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a bunch of elk running around everywhere out there. So it's a really cool spot. Yeah, did you, when you were growing up in the Bay, did you go on vacations anywhere as a kid? Um, nothing crazy, I don't remember. I know we went to Disneyland, but I was so young, and I don't really remember it. And the story goes, when we went to Disneyland, there was, like, a hurricane warning the whole time or something <laughs> like that. But I was probably, like, four or five, so I don't remember much about it. Yeah. Um, but Thunder Bay, it's, you know, it's so far in the middle of nowhere, it's kind of hard <laughs> to get anywhere. So <laughs> I don't really remember going many places. Yeah, because I feel like you and I have talked about what it was like playing hockey there growing up, that yeah. you had to play on a tournament team, right? Yeah, we didn't have anybody to play against anywhere near us. So all of our games pretty much were uh, at least like a 10-hour drive, or we'd have to fly to Toronto like every couple weekends to, to play against Toronto teams. So, um yeah, it's just Thunder Bay is so secluded that we had a pretty good team, but just nobody around to play against. So, um, you know, it's pretty expensive and uh, takes up a lot of your time playing minor hockey there for sure. A 10-hour drive. So was this on the bus with the yeah. kids? Man, what did you guys do for 10 hours at a young age to pass the time? <laughs> yeah, well, we'd watch some movies. On the, <laughs> you know, the, the buses had those, like, TVs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Throughout, so everybody would have to watch the same movie. and The Nickelodeon uh, type stuff, you know, the <laughs> yeah. PG. Yeah, definitely PG. <laughs> that was from, like, probably age 11 to 15. So um, a lot of hours on the bus. We'd go to Winnipeg, honestly, like, every second weekend, and that's, like, a nine-hour drive. So Man, that's insane. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, how – much better is traveling now in the NHL <laughs> compared yeah. to that. We're so spoiled here. Um, I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, the way we travel, you know, especially the Penguins, it's such a first-class organization that, that really takes care of us. So um, we're pretty lucky to, you know, we get our own plane and we get to stay at really nice hotels. So um, it's it's crazy. I still have to pinch myself half the time when we're traveling. Like uh, We're very lucky to you know to have that yeah I, I feel like you earned it though all these nine hour ten hour bus rides oh, yeah. all those kids that grew up in toronto they could basically ride a bicycle yeah. to all the local ranks and play different teams yeah well, and then i played in the sioux too and we were on the bus all the time <laughs> there we had the worst travel out of any <laughs> ohl team so yeah i got used to the bus growing up i guess it's just amazing too because i remember we were talking about when you first started playing and your parents it might have been your mom the first time you ever played she put your skates on the wrong feet oh that was my dad he, or put, that was your he dad. put my pads <laughs> on the wrong legs the first time i played <laughs> in goal so and like the in, it's supposed to be the outside and yeah it's like super stiff on the outside to like give the pads their shape and so that part was on the inside and when that's on the inside of your legs you, you can't move like you can't go down you can't get up <laughs> i was like struggling hard so is there any video of this Oh, you man. just flopping around. I hope not. <laughs> Probably not. Honestly, I, don't, I think that was before like cell phone cameras. Really, that was that would have been like in the nineties, maybe. Yeah. Then it bust out the big. I remember my parents had those big recorders that oh, were like yeah. this huge, and <laughs> they might have. I'll, I'll have to ask my mom. Yeah. Got yeah. Some of the VHS tape sitting somewhere. Yeah, maybe. I wonder just what made you stick with it at that point. Oh, I don't know. It definitely wasn't that, <laughs> that particular session that made me stick with it. You know, I guess I had a better one after that. Yeah. But uh, a big thing for me when I was young was the gear. I used to love, you know, the gear that a goalie wears. And 
and then you know the older you get you get to kind of design it yourself and pick the colors and stuff and I've always been kind of into fashion and stuff like that, so that was a big thing for me. Is that why you gravitated to goaltending? Because I feel like most kids want to score goals and be the, the game-winning goal yeah. scorer in a Stanley Cup final, but it takes a special kind of mentality to want to be the goaltender, want to be that stone, you know, that foundation in the back end. Yeah, that was definitely part of it. You know, just the, the fashion. The gear, <laughs> the gear was definitely part of it, yeah. It's just uh, I thought the goalies looked the coolest out there when I would watch Well, they do, games. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You know, you get to design your own helmets now, too, and stuff like that. So that was definitely part of it. And then I just kind of liked flopping around out there, I guess, and diving around. I wasn't a very good skater either. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. I always love seeing goalies play out. I remember yeah. watching Marc-Andre Fleury do that. I mean, he any chance he could get, he would he would put the skates on yeah. and go rip around. I don't know if we've seen you do that yet, but I'm sure maybe at some point we'll, yeah, we'll get a chance. I do that once in a while if we have, like, a little couple-day break or something. Yeah. And it's, you know... You get tired of being a goalie sometimes, you know. <laughs> oh, you wanna, for sure. You want to hit a couple crossbars and stuff like that, so it's fun. I can see, I can see Muzz going bar down, <laughs> <laughs> calling a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> well, we got Chase on the net. I'm sure he uh, he's susceptible to that high yeah. post shot. Yeah. Chase actually looks pretty good out here right now. Yeah, he does. He's doing well. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but Sammy was actually a goalie. No, I don't think I did know no, that. I did. Yeah. Well. And uh, Felix Potvin was his guy. Oh, nice. Way back, the old Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Felix the cat. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I like you even more now. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Anything I can do to keep going up a notch. Yeah. He's yeah. actually the, the goalie for our front office deck hockey team. Oh, nice. So we've – the same year you guys won in 2016, 16, yeah. we actually won our uh, – Wow. Our deck <laughs> hockey <laughs> championship. It's hard to say which one was more satisfying. <laughs> right. Raising the Stanley Cup or raising the Cranberry Cup. That stuff seems seems big here. I mean, there's one that I drive by every every day on the way to the rink. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. That's, that's the one we play at. It's yeah. always full. Like, there's always yeah. guys playing. It looks like a blast. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But going back to the fashion, Matt, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. I mean, just how is your – like, what would you say your, your style is right now? Oh, man. That's a, that's a good one. French late 70s <laughs> with an urban twist. No, she asked okay. me, not you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, t I tend to take the lead on the fashion sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm um, that's a good like question. Like, what kind of clothes do you gravitate towards? Definitely a lot of, like, um, I wear a lot of joggers because we're, you know, to the rink and back all the time, so we're always changing in and out of our clothes, so. Like wearing jeans is just kind of uncomfortable most yeah. of the time. So uh, a lot of a lot of joggers, a lot of like, I like you know I like wearing tight pants. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Because um, I got skinny legs, so uh, <laughs> I wear a lot of like tight pants and like really baggy shirts. I just like the look of it. Um, like button up uh, flannels and stuff like that. And then obviously we wear suits uh, suits to the games, but. Um, yeah, I don't really know how uh, how exactly to describe it. It's definitely like athleisure, I guess, yeah. is the word for it. Uh, urban relaxed, we'll say. Urban relaxed. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, yeah. I'm just making up words here. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. I know. I like Th these are no reality. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, with fashion, you said you like the, the gear and stuff. How much input do you have on you know the helmet, the mask, you know the pads and all that stuff? Do you have a lot of input on that when they put the designs together? Yeah, pretty much uh, – pretty much full impact uh, as long as like the team approves it and stuff like that then you can do pretty much whatever you want so um, I like mostly white equipment I just feel like it looks bigger so um, usually the, the background is 
the majority of it is white, uh, and then you throw in a little bit of yellow and black, and same thing with my helmet. So, But as long as you're not doing anything crazy on there, they'll probably let you do whatever you want. I remember back in the day, Patrick Waugh, for his pads, he would have the white on the really insets. Because yeah. his thing was, if he was set up in the butterfly, it would look like there's ice there or some room right. for guys to shoot. And then when they would shoot, he would obviously drop down. Right. Do you uh, find any of that psychological advantage, or you're just kind of? Um, yeah, I think it definitely holds water for sure. Like there, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I don't know how much it would really do, but um, you know, that, it definitely makes sense. That's probably why you see almost everybody in the league wears all white or mostly white pads. Yeah. So. Um, that's kind of the way things are going these days. Matt, you switched up to the design on your helmet this year, correct? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Similar, like, uh, layout and stuff, just a little bit different logo. and um, Yeah, you know, not much change, but just kind of tweak things a little bit. Yeah. Because before it was, you had, uh, like, a painting of somewhere in Thunder Bay, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'd add the, it's called the Sleeping Giant. Yes, um, I, it wasn't coming to me yeah. <laughs> on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah, that was just like a, a tribute to my hometown, I guess. It's a famous kind of landmark that we have there that um, the whole city basically looks out at, and it looks like a, a sleeping giant. Yeah. Um, so that was just kind of like a tribute to my hometown, I guess. Yeah. Does it, does it keep you grounded, kind of remind you of the roots, where you're from? For sure, yeah. Uh, you know, I feel very lucky to grow up in Thunder Bay. And, um like I said, it's really secluded, and, and it's not the biggest place, but I thought it was a great place to grow up. Um, made me who I am today, so I definitely, uh, you know, I'm never going to forget where I'm from, even though I don't go back there much anymore. But, um, yeah, like I said, it still, uh, you know, made me who I am today. Yeah, because this summer you got a lake house in Muskoka. Muskoka, yeah, so more towards Toronto. Uh, so quite a, quite a ways from Thunder Bay, but... Um, you know, I just felt like it was time to, to get a new place. And um, most of my training and coaches and stuff are in Toronto. So it just makes life a little bit easier. So you have a, a home there and a home, obviously, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just what is it like for you being a homeowner? I feel like that's a lot of responsibility. I mean, it I'm is. not even one. He's adulting hard. <laughs> yeah, you are adulting hard. Yeah. <laughs> I pinch myself there, too. <laughs> trust me. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's not easy. Um my mom made it look easy growing up, you know, keeping the house clean and <laughs> stuff like that. It's, it's a lot more difficult than I thought. So um, we have, you know, obviously we have friends and stuff who look after our, our lake house when we're not there because, you know, we're only there in the summertime. But um, so at least that helps a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, I still if you would have told me a couple years ago that I would own two houses, I would have told you you were crazy. So uh, it's a lot of work, but. Obviously, I feel very lucky. And yeah. I've always been into, like, real estate, too. I used to watch HGTV for 24 hours a day. Property so. Brothers? Property Brothers is great, <laughs> yeah. House Hunters? House Hunters. We're just coming at you with, like, our favorite shows. What I, were the shows you liked watching? I like all, like, the lakefront luxury and stuff like that, yeah. or cabin living and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so. So you're into, like, accent walls and open concept dining and all those kinds of things? Absolutely. You know, all the, all that verbiage? <laughs> yeah, definitely open concept. I'm a huge open concept yeah. guy. Um, yeah, kind of like modern rustic, you know? Yeah, wait, oh. is it like Chip and Joanna Gaines style? Like That's kind of how our house is right now, yeah. yeah. Christina loves uh, Joanna's style from <gasps> Fixer Upper, so. She's the best. Yeah, she I'm is the best. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. And she so has yeah. a whole line at Target now. Yeah. 
which is right in amazing. the middle of the store yeah. cranberry there yeah no you're right see i'm a diehard hgtv yeah i love it i know because i was gonna say i feel like we've talked about you decorating the house how much did you enjoy that process i mean maybe not so yeah. much the lugging around of <laughs> yeah. furniture but yeah um i i had a blast honestly i like you know I did most of like the layout design of our house. I get to pick the layout, and then Christina did most of the uh, um, the finishes, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, she has a better eye for that than I do. Like I, I just like see something I like, and I'm like, oh, let's put that in there. But it never matches. <laughs> so she, uh, so I have to tell her what I like, and then she finds stuff that like goes together and actually looks proper. So um, yeah, we, we were a good team in that regard, I guess. But it was fun putting a house together. You know, it's a good time. I heard uh, that you had to go pick up a lot of the stuff, too. So you're buying stuff on Craigslist and showing up to these random people's houses to pick up the dresser <laughs> or the... Yeah, we had, a, we had a hard time. We wanted, like, a really big mirror for the closet, like a full-length mirror, and we had a hard time finding one. So um, Christina found one on some website, and we had to go pick it up from the guy's <laughs> house. And he turned out he was a big Penguins fan and oh, um, spent some time with his kids just kind of playing mini sticks and stuff. And um, So that was pretty cool, yeah. Next time you just have to recruit Sam to go get your stuff for you. Yeah, I was going to get him to wear it. That way you don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sure with the two dogs, that's a lot of hair around the house that you're probably constantly cleaning up. <laughs> but definitely, I'm sure, worth it because they, I mean, I'm obsessed they're, with them. They're Instagram <laughs> yeah. stars for yeah. sure. They exactly. Are, they're amazing. Um, I, you know, I've loved dogs for a long time and I uh, feel very lucky. I, you know, I said, when I was growing up, I said as soon as I was able to get a dog and, you know, had the means for it and had the house for it and stuff like that, that I would get one. And, you know, I feel so lucky. I'm just obsessed with dogs and those two in particular. They're uh, they're pretty great. So, um, yeah, we love those two. Did you get them both at the same time? No, we got Beckham. Uh, he's just over two years old and Leo's just over one. So okay. um, we thought we were just going to do one. And then well, you uh, have to have a friend, you know. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, somebody For to play sure. with. Yeah, he was having a, a couple just uh, behavioral issues too, so <laughs> getting a, a brother kind of helped um, keep him busy, I guess. So it actually worked out really well. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are their personalities like? Because I totally have like different. a Chihuahua at home, or my parents oh, have yeah. a Chihuahua. So I mean, I've never had a big dog like that. Yeah, they're, but they um, seem really know, cute and cuddly. Yeah, they're you know the big dogs. I think especially the newfie uh, breed that we have they're very like pretty low energy pretty lazy dogs <laughs> that's what i need they just kind of yeah. roam around and you know they run for like five minutes and then they sleep for two hours you know what i mean they're, yeah. they're not super uh super wound up or anything they love to just relax and cuddle with you on the couch and uh they're obviously really fluffy they're like a big teddy bear so um you know as like temperament goes i don't think you can get much better than than a newfie and i think that's probably why we'll have newfies forever do you have any room on the bed? Not when they're both <laughs> up there, no. They're massive. They're like, they're like 160 pounds each right now. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're they're huge. They take up a lot of room. So what do you do when you take them for a walk and they just plop down and say, screw it, and you get them to yeah, go? We had a hard time with Beckham with that. When he would when he would be done with the walk, he would just lay down on the concrete, <laughs> and then we had no chance of moving them. So you'd have to bring the treats with you and kind of oh, yeah. you know, entice them. But they're really good on the leash now. Um, we've been working with a trainer and stuff, so they're, they're pretty good now. See, I got a beagle, and he does that. Once he gets tired, he's just down. But he's only 40 pounds, so yeah, worst comes the worst, I just pick him up uh, and yeah. carry him. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing that with I Beckham and Leo. That. Yeah, no, 160 I, pounds, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can't do that anymore, no. So what's the story behind their names? You got to pick them, right? 
I did, yeah. Um, well, you know, I suggested them, and then luckily <laughs> Christina liked them too. Yeah. Um, Beckham was after David Beckham, who was just, uh, you know, like my man crush sort yeah. of. He's like my <laughs> idol. Um, and then Leo was um, partly because he looks like a lion. So yeah. Leo the lion. And um, after Leo DiCaprio was my favorite actor, so kind of worked out. I was going to say, because you like, you're into movies. Love movies. And that's what you do on, on flights, right? Yeah. Like Anytime I get to watch a movie, I'm just going to take advantage of it for sure. Flights is a great, great time to watch a movie. Yeah. What kind of movies are you into? Do you have a top five all-time list? Top five? Oh, man, I couldn't pick five. <laughs> top 20? Um, <laughs> top 20. <laughs> <laughs> you start rattling off names. Oh, man. Sam, give your you have your top know. five set, don't you? Yeah, well, Fight Club's my favorite. Fight Club? Yeah, I just watched that for the first time. Really? Not too long ago. Yeah. What'd you think? It was crazy. Like it's the twist. Wild. The twist at the end was. Insane. Did you see it coming? No. Really? No, absolutely. Some not. people, uh, some people claim they see it coming. I don't know how anyone could see it coming. Only if you've heard about it. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Like that. Yeah, that was a really cool movie. That's your favorite, eh? Yeah. That's interesting. What about Shawshank Redemption? That's second. Yeah. Okay, that's up there for me for sure. Yeah, what that's else? number number two. Yeah. Uh, mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Probably didn't expect that one. <laughs> you gotta sneak that. You in. know, that's actually number five. Uh, uh, Gladiator. Yeah. And then I always I always struggle with number four. I go back and forth. Pulp Fiction, I think, kind of right there right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love the year that just queued up, ready to go. What's I, that? I respect those. <laughs> yeah. It's good choices. Well, I, I feel like it's a common question. People ask you what you know what movies you're into, and that's true. I wouldn't be able to answer. You don't have a tough five. No. Maybe more TV shows. Yeah, I have a hard time naming top five. I know Shawshank's probably number one because yeah. that movie just you know makes you feel like whoa after you yeah. watch it. But uh, the other ones, I don't know. I, I like so many movies. I don't think I could pick like a top five. You know, it's great. Yeah. yeah, Shawshank's definitely like well, Fight Club was my formative teenage years and angst and yeah. all that good stuff. So <laughs> like okay. I gravitated towards that. But I think Shawshank's probably the best movie. Yeah, out there. Oh, just Fight Club has a special meaning for me. Right. I Do you have you. a movie like that that really like hits you? Close to home, or is it is Shawshank that movie? Um, no, probably not Shawshank, but you know, on, when we used to go to all these hockey trips that we were talking about on the bus, I would watch Miracle on Ice. Okay, yeah, a lot. I get you going. So that that's gets like, me going too. Yeah, <laughs> I I probably watched that movie like at least twenty five times. Um, so if I had to pick one that had like special meaning, it was probably that one. What scenes do you love the most from that movie? Uh, I like when. Uh, Jack O'Callaghan comes out on the ice on crutches, and him and the coach are talking. That's a good one. Um, I like when uh, uh, the one guy has a bruise on his leg, and the coach called him a candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, I haven't watched it in forever. I should rewatch that soon. Yeah, I loved when you know Herb Brooks is trying to get Jim Craig to take that test. Oh, and he won't yeah, take yeah, it. And me yeah, and my yeah. teammates were always quoted like in that accent, like, you want me to take your test? I'll take your test. With the Boston <laughs> accent. Yeah, the Boston accent. That's a great movie, yeah. There's a lot of good good scenes in that one. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like you have so many different sources of inspiration as, you know, goaltender, as a player. I mean, is there anything from that movie that stuck out for you as, as something that was particularly um, meaningful or... I know that we've talked to you about you have a tattoo of the the quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, the man at the in the arena. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Did you read it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
obviously I love it enough to get it tattooed on my body. <laughs> uh, like it's a great quote though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. The you know, the biggest part for me from that movie was probably all the Jim Craig stuff. Um, you know, obviously being a goalie and you know, when I was watching that movie that was well into my uh triple A days, so um I was pretty serious about the position at that point, so um yeah, like the take your test yeah. um <laughs> scene. Um yeah, and just kind of trying to take advantage of, of opportunities when they come, like uh, like Jimmy Craig did. So um, I think there's a lot of life lessons and stuff you can learn from that movie for sure. Yeah. So what was it Herb Brooks said to him after? He's like, I want to see the guy who wouldn't take the test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. I mean, and it just it's so interesting to me just the the mental aspect of being a goalie. Would you say that's the most important aspect of being a goalie? I would say so, yeah. Um, obviously, you need physical ability and, and talent and all that, but it's not going to get you anywhere if you don't have the right mind for it. And um, Just understanding the, you know, the nature of the position mentally, I think, is, is key. Um, you know, a lot of times you're, you don't control the game coming towards you. All, all you can do is control your own game. And sometimes it's going to go really well for you, and sometimes it might not. And, um, yeah, it's it's a very uh, you know you're kind of on one side or the other, and it's a very up and down position. Um, a lot of stuff can happen out there, so um, it can be difficult at times. But I think the more you can understand the um, you know the nature of the position, the more it's going to help you. I remember one of my coaches told me goaltending is 50% positioning, 50% reaction, and 100% mental. <laughs> yeah. Like all right, yeah, that makes go. sense. Yeah. Does, I don't know how that math works, but. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget after game six in Nashville, you know, Sam and I were fortunate enough to have the chance to come down by the locker room and, and just witness the celebration of everybody. And, you know, every, it's just, you know, guys are spraying champagne and just, you know, going crazy in the locker room. I'll never forget you were just sitting on a table yeah. outside the locker room, towel draped on your neck. I mean, you just looked... Yeah. Spent. I was exhausted. Like a prize fighter after the big win. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly right. Um, I remember the table. It was out in the hallway in the corner because I honestly I felt like I was going to pass out. So I just needed like a quiet place to go. And I had like six bottles of Gatorade. <laughs> I was so dehydrated. Like, we, you know, put every ounce of, of your being into that game. And um, Nashville was so hot too. And, and so the, the, the arena was really hot. So I sweat even more than I usually do. Uh, I was just so dehydrated and um, <laughs> literally had like a blinding headache, like felt like I was going to pass out. So I had to go uh, out in the hallway and just rehydrate <laughs> for a little bit before I could join the celebration. Yeah, like who, f how did you find the Gatorades? I mean, like I just kind of like tried to hide and weasel my way through the crowd and, and make it to the fridge and just grab, I literally like, you know, like rounded up as many Gatorades <laughs> as I could. <laughs> And then, uh, Everyone else is grabbing champagne. You're grabbing Gatorades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew if I had a sip of champagne, I would have been probably passed out on the floor. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that was a weird moment. But uh, yeah. yeah, I just had to rehydrate a little bit, and then I could join the, the celebration. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think people understand just what a run like that takes out of you. Yeah, I it's mean, uh, you know physically, mentally, emotionally. You're, you're like I said, you're giving yeah. every fiber of your being to to that game and, yeah. and uh, just like we do every night honestly it can yeah. be exhausting sometimes for sure but um, you know a time like that makes it all worth it yeah.
Yeah. I mean, so a year before, I remember I was talking to your dad, and he's like, I was just sitting in the stands. Like, because he yeah. couldn't sit, right? Like, yeah, he o he would always get really nervous, so he yeah. would have to like pace around the rink, yeah. basically, which is tough to do in NHL arenas because <laughs> there's no like, there's no concourse where you can see it. Right. Yeah. But for that moment, he was able to be in his seat, and he just like he just said, he's like, as I watched, you know, Gino charge towards him and, and just bowl him over. I was like, that that's Matt. That's my son. I mean, what was going through your yeah. mind in that moment? As you see, I mean, yeah, is that all you remember? Just Gino coming at you. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, um, I couldn't even get my gloves off or my helmet off fast enough. That was the first year in San Jose, um, and obviously that was, you know, a pretty quick, uh, quick progression for me. You know, I had only come up a few months earlier, um, and then I'm getting tackled by Gino after we won the <laughs> cup. So um, it was insane. Um, I still don't believe it to this day uh, when I watch replays of it and stuff like that. It's uh, it's pretty cool to to think about, and that my dad got to see it was pretty cool. I mean, your so your dad was a lawyer, correct? Yeah. Yep. Did you ever think about going into that line of work? I did, yeah. Um, you know, I'd take your kid to work day and stuff. I'd go to the courthouse sometimes, and he was a judge too, a little bit for like small claims court and stuff like that. So, um, I thought about it for sure. I always did well in like law class in high school and stuff like that too. So. Um, but, you know, I say I thought about it, but I knew, <laughs> I knew from day one that I wanted to, to be a hockey player. Um, but I did enjoy uh, the whole lawyer aspect. I like the competition, too, of, like, the courtroom and stuff like that. That's got to be it. That's a small town thing, too. With the judge slash lawyer slash yeah. local sheriff <laughs> slash bank teller. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's exactly. holding many hats. Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. Will you still enjoy taking classes and things like that? I mean, because I think that's something cool that you do or have done, you know, when you have free time is to sign up for for a college course here and there. Yeah, I did, uh, I want to say, like 12 or 13 credits at uh, Algoma University in Sault Ste. Marie. I was the only guy. Uh, they didn't force you to go after high school. They didn't, uh, it wasn't mandatory to take anything. Um, so most guys didn't. But I like to, you know, keep my mind active and, um try to keep learning as much as I could so I always enjoy uh, you know learning new stuff like that so anytime I can um, take a class here and there or lately I've been I've been trying to take like some cooking classes and stuff like that and um, I even did piano lessons not too long ago like a couple of years ago um, I just like you know trying to learn new stuff how the piano lessons go I good. really want to learn the piano yeah it was good I still play a little bit you know to yeah. this day and you know, a little Beethoven. A, yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> Mozart. No, definitely nothing like that. But <laughs> just like the pop, popular songs that I like. Piano Man. To. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, anything I hear on the radio that I like and, and wish I could play, then I can just look it up now and um, figure it out eventually. So it's fun. I enjoy it. Get you one of those dueling piano uh, settings. The what? The dueling pianos. Did you ever see those? No. Oh, you that? It's like a bar with two pianos and two guys go back and forth playing different songs. Oh, so. really? Who's no, going to go I against get, them? I would get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody else play piano on the team? Riley? I don't know. Bo Bennett used to. Riley oh, yeah. maybe a little bit. I know he knows a couple songs. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Do you know the guitar at all? I have one, yeah. I haven't played in forever. Uh, in Wilkes, I tried to play the guitar for a while and took some lessons there too, but the guitar is so hard. <laughs> It is crazy how hard that instrument is. That's actually what I play. 
Yeah? Yeah. He's so good at it. Really? If you tell him any that's, song, that's he'll, he'll figure it out. So. That's, yeah, someone that I can play guitar. I really want to learn piano, though. Yeah. I feel like that's the ultimate instrument. My brother is, um, like, his job is play the guitar and teaches guitar, too. So he's. Uh, he's oh, so there's a natural it. tendency. There you go. It's I in guess. the DNA. I guess, but <laughs> it didn't seem like it when I was practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is your brother back home in Thunder Bay? He lives in Toronto. He's lived in Toronto for a while. Um, he went to school there and, and just kind of stayed after. Um, so that's another positive about uh, living closer to Toronto. I could see him a little bit more often. Yeah. But I want to go back to the cooking classes for a second. Mm -hmm. What did you learn that you've implemented into your everyday life? Wow. <laughs> that's a deep question about <laughs> cooking. I know. No, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> What salt variety has changed your <laughs> your worldview? I mean, yeah. I <laughs> what salt variety? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Definitely pink Himalayan. Oh yeah, that's the hot stuff these that's days. That's the hot stuff. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves that stuff now. Yeah. No, I don't know though. I think uh, the thing I like about cooking is just kind of getting creative, and you can kind of make your own um, your own dishes, and you get to make it taste how you want. You can throw as much pink Himalayan salt <laughs> as you want in there. Keep so. that sodium a little low, though. Yeah, don't yeah. Go too well, crazy. We don't have to worry much about that. Oh, well, yeah, you guys sweat I like crazy. Sweat so much, <laughs> so I, I can probably have as much salt as I want. And not probably need it, actually. It. Yeah, exactly. I put extra salt on everything. So, so what are your go-to dishes that you cook if you have the time? Yeah, well, I don't want to claim that I'm, like, really good at cooking or anything. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, what's really helped, actually, is those, like, HelloFresh and uh, Blue Apron and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, like, a great way to get introduced to, to cooking and kind of get your bearings a little bit. So uh, I learned how to, like, you know, make a pretty good steak and um, some pasta now and then. Christina's uh, Italian, so we eat a lot of pasta. Um, and I love pasta, so that's uh, that's one of my go-tos. Do you gravitate towards, like, Italian restaurants on the road? I do, yeah. Almost always Italian. Are you a lasagna guy? I like lasagna, yeah. Which, what's your pasta dish? I like, uh, like, a penne with vodka sauce. Okay. Penne a la vodka. <laughs> do you eat that for a pregame meal? What is your... No, I go just pasta with, like, uh, olive oil and Parmesan. Um, try to stay a little bit lighter. So, Matt, we just wanted to wrap things up by asking you about your Saves Matter initiative. Um, you know, benefits charities both here in Pittsburgh and uh, your hometown of Thunder Bay, as mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. And as part of it, $15 from each save goes to the Ward home in Pittsburgh, and $15 will be split amongst two charities in, in Thunder Bay. Uh, just what was the inspiration behind that, and, and how, uh, how proud are you to see this um, going on here during the season? Yeah, the inspiration was from my dad mostly. He did a lot of work with, uh, like, at-risk youth, and um, he was the lawyer for, like, a child protection service. Um, that would get kids out of abusive homes and, you know, help kids that, uh, you know, maybe uh, don't have the same privileges as others do. So um, he was the inspiration for most of it, just trying to carry on his uh, his legacy, I guess, and um, donate to the same causes that he was uh, passionate about. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that's very important to me. So I'm glad I'm able to, to do something like that. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you taking the time. All right. That'll do it for another edition of the Inside Scoop podcast. Michelle Cracchiolo, myself, Sam Kassan. We'd like to thank Matt Murray, our very special guest today, and as always, our illustrious producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, back in the studio. 
We'll get you next time. Shaped by the energy and opportunity of downtown Pittsburgh. The Point Park University experience is unlike any other. It's a more active, more engaged, more professional education. Ideally located, that's the point. Point Park University. Learn more at pointpark.edu.